Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you are up and running, print official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you will get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is no risk. And with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code P-O-D. Stamps.com. Never go to post office again. Hey guys, so welcome back to Wild and Basic. So I'm recording this in the morning right after my coffee which i feel like i should do more often because like always this time when the caffeine like slowly is kicking in i feel like i am having the best 20 minutes of my life i know i sound like an addict this this does not healthy <laughs> anyways <laughs> yes so it's like best window of my entire day essentially and i just thought i would dedicate it for you guys so you guys will get the best experience from me <laughs> So anyways, on today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about customer experience or experience overall as a customer from a brand, because I think uh, in this podcast, we have talked quite a bit about marketing, social media, or just branding overall, right? But I don't think we ever talked about the customer experience or just your experience as a customer, how it's also part of the brand. Like, why sometimes when we go to certain stores, we only expect to be there for a certain amount of time because, you know, you're just uh, exploring or you're looking for certain things, but you're not necessarily buying something. But it's, like, so cool to look at, right? Like, it's just so aspirational, so, like, luxurious. But there are some stores that you only have a purpose. Like, you're like, I need something real quick or I need some this thing. And you just... Go on, get the item, just leave. Like, very easy, very frictionless. So, you know, we never, I feel like, uh, kind of, like, analyze that. But recently, I had been doing some research. But also, I, I knew this before. But I just thought, like, I could also back up my <laughs> argument. So I did a little bit of research on Harvard Business Review as well. And this confirmed my theory. So we're going to be talking about how certain businesses are choosing a different experience because that's what makes them as a part of their branding. And I just didn't think that this was possible before. I just thought like all businesses have to kind of like 
focus on both sides. Like it has to be like good for good experience for customers, but they also have a good product and everything. But turns out um, from a recent study that it's not like that. You most of the time customers remember one aspect of it. Like let's just say how Amazon is so easy versus like when you go into like a department store you're expected to spend more time not necessarily the process is simple or anything like that but it's just because there's a certain item in there that you want to see or you want to buy so and that cannot be the same thing from one store obviously i'm sure there are exceptions but i'm just saying like it's so interesting that like that's also part of the branding and your brand. So I just feel like we should really, really talk about it because it's just so interesting. Anyways, so before we get into that today's topic, um, let me say a little bit update. Um, so there has been, I feel like you know what I'm saying, like I don't want to get into it all the time because I feel like whenever like I mention this and like something bad happens sometimes or just like, Things never turn out exactly the way it's supposed to. I love changes. And I know people always say, like, you know, change is the only constant thing in our lives. Right. Right. Of course. But I feel like sometimes, you know, you're like, I just had that change. Like, can I get a break? Then it just doesn't happen. So my podcast company, once again, is it's actually been acquired by another big company. I mean, good for them, but like now there might be some changes into my podcast again. I'm just hoping it's not a big change. I mean, I feel like maybe it won't be any difference for you guys. I really, really hope so. So um, that's actually a little bit stressing me out. So maybe it won't be for you guys, but it's more for me. So I'm just like another change. What am I supposed to do now? New sponsors? I don't know. Anyways, so um, yeah, that's happening. And on top of that, <clears throat> I actually have a bunch of things that's coming up this month. Like, I'm already just trying to get on. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you ha- you already know that you have certain deadlines that are coming up. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm really going to do it. Then Because they're kind of like ahead. And you're like, I should do it early, right? Then I just feel like, especially like in certain things. I feel like it depends. It's not like the task is difficult or hard. I mean, difficult or easy. It's more the fact that like, maybe this applies to only content creation. Is that like, there are certain times, you know, that I'm just like, oh my God, I, I just don't feel the best. And I feel like I don't look the best. Although that might not be accurate, but that's just how I feel, right? Then I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to record this video or I'm not going to take a picture. Um, that actually change like affects almost 90% of the time I create content. That's why this, I'm pretty sure I have seen other people doing it too. It's like, I would also recommend this to so many people, even business owners, if you're not a content creator, but like you need to create content for your business. Um, shooting almost all the content in one day. I know it's so hard because sometimes it's also like, you kind of feel so burnt out because you're like, oh my God, I'm running out of ideas. What do I do? So that's why it's good to like brainstorm. But when you do that, um, you know, you have to also like make it look like it's not all in the same day. So maybe change your outfit, change your background. But 
then you have so much content that you can edit later on. So it's kind of like very helpful, like batch editing and everything. So it really does help. But at the same time, it's like if you don't don't have necessary like the plant or for your video and stuff, then that becomes hard. So that that doesn't become so efficient and you spend hours on like a couple of content. So I'm just saying, you know, like I feel like I have been in those shoes. Like there are some weeks that I have been super productive and I have been ahead of my schedule. And there are some weeks is like I never been behind that. I know that for sure. But I just also never felt like I was just like done with everything. You know, I feel like there's some weeks that I really want to have that feeling. I don't know if anyone can relate that like, you know, almost check all of the things off my box. Be like, I already submit that, send it to the brand, send it to the brand. It's submitted for a review, right? Then I can just like do something else. Again, I don't want to make this sound like, you know, I just don't want to do anything. It's more like, you know, there's some days like I feel like you want to clear your mind and do some extra things that you always said you're going to do, but you haven't had the time. I'm pretty sure someone can relate. I just feel like, you know, there are times that you're like, yeah, I really want to work on this project. But then you just never had time because you were doing, you were busy doing other things. So... I don't know. That's just what I have been feeling lately. And again, not to say like these, the things that I'm checking off my list is just like, I don't like it or anything. It's just more to like, I feel like, especially like I like them actually a lot, especially the the certain content is like so relate to me, but it's more the fact that like, I feel like (laughs) sometimes I'm like, can I just get this off the list? Then like, I'm like, oh, it's actually a lot more complicated. There's more details that's involved that it's going to take me a while to create. Um, Like, I feel like it sounds easy in theory. But once you start doing it, you're like, okay, it's going to take me an entire day day to do it. So you're like, "Mm." so anyways, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) there are some times like I'm just like, I have these projects or I have these things in my head that like I want to fix or do. Then I just never had the time. That's one thing I would say, and I'm pretty sure most people who have businesses or small businesses or even businesses overall that can relate is that like once like once you are busy with your business, right, even in your current business that you want to do extra things for, but because you're so busy with the things that you're already doing and it's good that, you know, your business is picking up or there are problems that you have to fix because let's be honest, once you, when you have a business, doesn't matter if your business is thriving or not thriving, there's always going to be problems that you will have to fix. I mean, sometimes people don't believe me when I say this, but it really does. Like there are times that like you feel like your business is doing so well, then just something else pops up out of nowhere. Um, Obviously, this might be because like your management issues, your skills is like as managing people there, there could be so many things. But what I'm just trying to say, like those things happen. And um, then you never have time to to do things that you were you wanted to do for the business, not the current things more like, oh, I wanted to expand my business to wholesale or I wanted to expand my business to this thing or like I wanted to do partnership with another company. Right. Like those all like really cool things. But if you don't spend extra time just for on that idea, how are you going to execute that? Right. So that's one reason I was mentioning these things is because like I feel like sometimes like you want to be ahead of your schedule. So you have bit 
it's almost like that buffered time <clears throat> until the, your next project comes along. So you can use that time, not just relax. I feel like that's one thing that you can definitely do for sure. But use that time for that extra activity or extra thing that you have been always wanting to do for a while, I guess, at least. So that you can catch up to it and see like what you can do with it. Um, that's something like, <laughs> like I feel like recently, especially I have like many things that in my head and hopefully I'm not going to actually say this, um, uh, because I don't want to like butcher it or like, I don't know. I just don't want like things to go wrong, but if that happens and if I make time for that, uh, I will actually have a really, really cool partnership with a really iconic New York brand this is my company Mersenko and it will be like kind of cool but again it's so early in the stages that I don't want to say anything because like they might not even potentially want to work with me we are still in the early stages of talking so but imagine how cool it would be Merce x something and it will be a Mersenko yeah, it's a very cool, iconic New York brand. So it's, that's the only thing I would say. Little teaser, you heard it here. It's probably going to happen like in a year if it, that happens. So anyways, let's get into today's episode. So I said in the beginning of this episode when I was talking, explaining a little bit about the experience we have as a customer. Again, I'm going to mention this more as like a experience from a marketer perspective but I'm, I will also relate to it as a customer because as much as we don't want to accept it even if you are marketers or business owners at one point in our life we have also been a customer you know it's not like we only use our own product we are always buying something from places so you always have a customer experience that you can relate to so the things I want to mention is just because overall when it comes to social media, things are a little different, so I don't want us to talk about that, but we can definitely talk about that. But when it comes to brand or your on your business, I guess, essentially, you really have to have a certain strategy and positioning that you need to focus on and really stick to it. What I mean by that is that, like, <clears throat> if your business... Um, this is not just with the product, but just overall is like if your business is about coffee, right? And it's specifically about coffee, then you just have to focus on that. Then you're going to keep expanding on that later on for sure. Like, you know, it could be coffee related product or like accessories, merch, stuff like that, right? You can definitely expand on that. But the main aspect is the coffee, right? But then other part is like that comes to it. It's like it's not just the focus or what you're selling. It's like what your brand is about. How what does what makes this coffee so different, right? That is your brand positioning statement. Like the what is so different about it? There are so many coffee brands out there. Is it the packaging that like it's so unique? It's so cool. Is it sustainable? Like um, is it like is the beans are like coming from somewhere else or like is it ethically made? Like what is it so different about that makes your brand better or more even uh, like competitive like w- from the market right now so that's your you know like that's what makes you so unique like essentially your unique selling point right but other than that 
there's also other thing that you always have to think in your head is that like customer journey. Like what your customer is going to go through in order to get the product. Sometimes I feel like we never think about this because we are like, oh, well, they're just going to buy it and stuff like that, right? Uh, but you also have to think of that as a part of your brand experience, as a part of your, not even brand experience, as a part of your brand overall. Because you, I mean, if you are, if your business, um, this is something I will talk about in a very different episode. If your business in a wholesale, like it's in a retailer and stuff, you're not controlling that part. So let's not even talk about that. We're strictly talking about this from direct to consumer. Like you have a relationship directly with the consumer and that's how they are buying the product and everything. That's when the this experience, the customer's experience, or in other way, I'm saying the customer journey is becomes a part of your brand statement or brand positioning, right? <clears throat> what is so like interesting about this is because like there is no one thing like you were like one customer journey that like everyone follows because I feel like sometimes people are like, well, they go to the website, you know, they saw the product, they add to cart, buy, that's it, and they receive it in the mail, right? Technically, yes, but there's two types of it that I want us to talk about. One is like the easy type or frictionless experience, essentially. That's what I mean is that like the, it's easy experience, fast, you just get it, go. Other one is the memorable experience. It's like memorable frontier. Like this is more like a luxurious experience. It's coming from that. It's like you remember it. So let's do examples by it so we can dive into it more because I feel like it's just so, so interesting. (laughs) I know I'm getting so nerdy about this, but it is. So the brands like Walmart, Amazon, McDonald's, Zipcar, I'm trying to think what all the other brands. So these brands are like, you know, they their experience are so frictionless. I mean, they're not known for their amazing customer service or amazing, I don't know, like people like being so friendly and stuff like that. They're not known for that. Oh, I mean, this thing is, I'm not trying to say like they don't want to be. I'm pretty sure they tried at one point, but main purpose or main thing that they're really really focusing on or they're prioritizing that over anything is that like this frictionless experience so that could be so easy just like this like you know like grab and go or put it on and go like with Zipcar if you guys never used it before let me tell you like once you become a member right which is so easy to sign up you just pay for a membership yearly or monthly I, I think there's also monthly but anyways I've been a member like since college because they give you discount for student. I think they still do. I, I'm not sure. Anyways, <laughs> that's a random topic. But what I'm just trying to say is like once you become a member, you get a car, right? You literally go to any location that you know that they have zip car. You can just tap into the car or in New York, you have to tell to the you know valet because New York is all about valets. Then they bring it to you, right? Then you just tap into the car, get in. It's so quick and so easy. And most of the time, unless car is not like function or anything, it's just so easy that you just grab this car and go like they made it so easy. Uh, I, I know other companies are trying to copy that as well, but I'm just saying like the experience is very frictionless. It's not like a super, super glorious experience, but it's the experience that you're like, oh, I need a car just for this couple of hours. (laughs) 
and Zipcar is just right there. Easy, go, go. And same as McDonald's. It's like sometimes, you know, like you're craving, I guess, I feel like this is this might be a little different because McDonald's is also sometimes becoming a memorable brand or like gravitated brand that like it's sort of. But overall, the main concept, I don't think they ever wanted to be gravity brand, but their main con- concept is that like it's fast, easy food that you just going to get within 10 minutes or less. That's like essential point and people don't care about how it's going to come like in a cute packaging or like handle bag or whatever like no even walmart is like i mean again i feel like some brands are trying to change this part and trying to be in both but that's why i'm trying to say is like it cannot be both according to even research like I, I this is what i was trying to say is like sometimes you really it's not about like having a tunnel vision it's more about like focusing on one thing that what your brand is all about not to say like that destroy the other part you should definitely put some into your customer experience, but don't put all your infrastructure into that because you cannot, you're not going to be both um, unless, you know, society makes that because there are some exceptions. So that's what I was trying to say. Like even with Amazon, right? Like when we buy things, 90% of the time, we might know that like quality might not be amazing. I mean, there are certain occasions that quality could be good, but again, that's like not the main thing. We some most of the time get it because this is something we really, really need for the time being, I guess. Uh, yeah, quality is like not bad, right? I'm not going to say 10 out of 10, but not bad. And it comes in two days or less or next day, literally. That's a frictionless experience. You know, it's very hard for some companies to even do that because most of these companies I just mentioned, like McDonald's, Walmart, Zipcar, uh, Amazon, they're huge companies. I mean, their stocks are probably insane. I mean, I think I only one I know for sure is like Amazon is that like it's like 3000 or something like it's insane. Even Walmart is like it's not as high as Amazon, but it's just getting there. So their market share is huge and the volume is like uh, insane. Right. But because of this aspect because they're so huge and they're mass brands like they're mass market so it's very very hard for them to create this memorable experience because they have so many customers and not even just so many customers it's like once you're this big brand or like you're this mass market brand you cannot have that memorable experience because you have so many customers and it's very hard to carry that experience all around all around these millions of customers because it's going to cost you shit ton of money like it's going to cost a lot like uh, i'm going to get into it in the second part of this but like i will mention it right here you guys have no idea sometimes like the packaging or everything you want to put into this experience that you want as a part of your brand cost more than your brand or your product. And that's insane, but it is the truth, especially with skincare products, I know. Um, even with clothing, that we can get into it in a bit. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, main thing with these brands, so like the big ones that I was mentioning, mass market or other in other ways is like, um, they are very like because they have so many customers they're prioritizing more about like frictionless experience so they can be like in and out so 
that's just it um, and they also try to incorporate more things into their supply chain so it can be automated and they can be competitive on pricing assortment availability like you know they're always trying to focus on that aspect so it could be easy fast go that's it then there are other brands that's also under this category um, well I'm not they're not mass market but they're still in the frictionless experience part this is more like but like smaller slightly smaller scale this is more like you know some convenient brand that are like local that into that area like Ryanair or like uh, Wawa like they're these convenience stores or like the areas that you would see is that like they're so frictionless experience but they're not as big as these mass market brands that I was just mentioning but still the experience is very similar it's like this frictionless experience and they are trying to focus on that mostly like the products like I know a couple times I have been to Wawa because I was actually doing road trip with my dad uh, it was so fun actually but like their experience is so I'm not gonna say simple that way but like you will see what was the at these gas stations or places like that like they almost all of them have the same food almost all of them and i love that aspect because you know exactly what to expect and it's frictionless because you're like get that because i already know this is at wawa go and some of these things also apply to like starbucks like i'm just saying like starbucks could be like slightly in between sometimes you might have a memorable experience but most of the time the reason most people go to Starbucks in different countries or foreign countries or different places is not because like they have the best coffee ever because let's be honest their regular coffee is shit it's terrible it's so like roasted and burned in certain ways it's like not good but the part that like it has almost same products in everywhere in the world that makes you think that like oh I'm gonna get this americano in italy but also in u.s taste might be a little different but you get the idea so i'm just saying it's a frictionless experience and that makes to connect with millions of people now let's get into the other side of the coin this this part is the like a uh, memorable experience this is where the things are very different because you you're not you don't have a high mark like you don't have a big market share at all and these two brands are goes under the category of like boutique, like luxurious brands or gravity brands. So boutique brands are very like, you know, they're like really cool in certain way, but they're not known. I mean, they could be also known too. It really depends on how they're known. But uh, even if they, the way they are known, right? They're not known because someone bought their products. They might be known because of some PR or some design that they have made and those people who even know about it might not have even bought their product and that's very normal for boutique brands like you know like the brands like we could say like Balenciaga like Gucci um, Louis Vuitton or even like I, I'm gonna say Mad Happy like if you guys are familiar with Mad Happy that their stores are so cute so memorable like 
it's like walking into Instagram, like literally. I mean, not even Instagram HQ because I don't think their HQ is that good. But like there's mirrors everywhere. Even their changing room, you can take a selfie because it's that cute. And but I remember even when the time that I visited their store in LA, they didn't even have the enough stock or the things that I wanted because I wanted no Wi-Fi hoodie. But the store, the way they made it, it was such a memorable experience because I still remember it after two years. Um, because that's what they are targeting and that's what they're really focusing on and that's what they're putting their money on. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like I feel like you cannot be both. You cannot have like a high market share but also be memorable at the same time. Like you can obviously try that there's no, you know, I, I I cannot say to you that like there's no way you cannot try this. Of course you can try, but the trick is it's not it's not going to work. That's why I'm trying to say is like you can you have to choose one or the other to be part of your brand experience. So that's what your customers are going to experience along the way. Like with Mad Happy or these boutique brands, customers are more about like. Oh, I'm going to spend a couple of hours in the store. You know, if it is not a store, it's on the website. It's like looking at these like really cool pictures and like lifestyle imagery. Um, this cool experience on the website. And like then I'm going to get a get really cool package in the mail. Then open it up. I might want to post it on stories because the packaging is so cute, adorable. Like, see, that's so memorable. You don't have that experience with Amazon. Yeah, I mean, some stuff you buy from Amazon is cute, but that whole experience is not memorable. You buy it because of convenience. Then there are other brands. These are some of them is like kind of like it's not really um, boutique brand. They're not. But in some ways, they, they but that's still in the similar category of like not frictionless, but memorable experience because they're kind of like aspirational brands that like they create this like experience that you never get from anywhere else. It's very similar experience, similar, not the same with boutique brands, but it's not the same. And these are some brands that you would be like so surprised and never thought of, but it is a memorable experience. It's so cool. Like Disney Reward, Disney Resorts or Universal Studios, you know, when you go there, you know, experience that. Uh, or Ikea, right? Like, these places are so, so unique in their own ways that, like, they're not necessarily really expensive, but they're not also necessarily, like, super, super, super cheap. Although Ikea is, like, kind of cheap. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, but the experience is very different. And that's what make, makes them so separate from frictionless. Because the process in Universal or Disney Resorts or Ikea, it's not that frictionless, let's be honest. Sometimes their checkout process could be tough. But the experience you get at the Ikea, like, you know, getting food there, like, they made it so unique with that furniture buying process that, like, it makes it so fun that you want to go there. Even sometimes, like, I know people that they would go to Ikea not because to buy furniture. Yeah, they would might look at furniture, but they would also get food from there. But it's, like, the way they made this experience, it's so cool that they become an aspirational brand. And the way they made it so 
aspirational and they made such a great job is also uh, i think this was two years ago ikea actually partnered with uh louis Vuitton's men designer virgil abloh i'm not sure if he's still the designer but they partnered with him uh, he's also designer for off-white and they made this carpet that was saying off-white um like little mat entrance like it was so cute they even made like a bag with off-white like so cool so cute uh but they made it with a designer right they couldn't made it with any other brand right but they made it because they they know that their brand is more aspirational it's not frictionless and people would want to carry that and it's very true i feel like ikea has become such a brand that like yeah, they're they they're not necessarily the highest quality, but their aesthetic and everything it's still very aspirational because they make their products still super modern that you would still want to have it at your home. But you know that quality might not last long, but you also know that you are not paying it a lot for it, so it makes up the, for that. But like the their brand experience is aspirational, like you expect that experience, and I think partnering with Virgil Abloh to bring that experience is just like so cool because Virgil Abloh coming from a boutique brand and combining it together to make this gravity big gravity brand that's what makes it so unique about Ikea to become that aspirational brand and I just feel what I want to mention is like this is very hard like you know Ikea is huge obviously that's why like they can't even do that but you can also do that even as a small brand. You just have to make sure to see what you're targeting the most. Because IKEA <laughs> knows that they're not really targeting the quality the most. I mean, some things they might ha- they have might come in like a decent quality, right? But their main experience is that experience. Like when people go to IKEA store, like they're like, I want to get a hot dog or ice cream or food from the store or whatever. I mean, the cafeteria or the view, because I mean, the one in Brooklyn is so nice. Like you, you have a nice view and stuff. I'm just saying like furniture is there, but it's not the first thing that comes to your mind. But there are also some things that the, uh, IKEA has, like I would be very honest, like this mirrors that IKEA has, that's like huge, like floor to like literally from ceiling, floor to ceiling mirror. It's so tall. Uh, it's like hundred dollars only. Any place that you want, you would go any furniture store. That would be solid, two hundred or three hundred. Maybe not two hundred actually. Three hundred to four hundred, maybe five hundred actually. Mirror that size and that thing. I'm not sure about the quality again, but because they have done so many designs, that's like that could be a designer, but it's not really designer. Hence the quality, but people can still use that to become that. You know cool fit aesthetic vibes and that's what ikea is targeting and that's why they are so so smart and they put that as a part of their experience so that's what i'm trying to come at is like i feel like you have to see what you're targeting you cannot be both and that's what i was even like doing it in my school too one a couple times like people were like if you want to make a brand why can't you just go global and make it everywhere available then you lose the experience, right? Like that doesn't become your brand's experience. So that's what I'm saying. You really have to think about it. It's like, do you want to have a high market 
but like probably you are not going to be focusing more on that experience as like how your customer I'm gonna feel about your brand or versus you're gonna have this super unique experience that's gonna be honorable but you will have a low market share so and two things I want to mention about this one is that like one yeah there's a there's a almost like I don't know a lot of chance that like most mass market brands uh, like the ones that have high market share they make a lot of money like way more money but they are also dealing with so many people they are focusing more on the volume hence they cannot be memorable but with boutique brands or gravity brands like ikea is that like they are they still have a lot of customers but they have a low market and with that also because they have also slight not slight actually they have higher prices Hence, they can still even catch up to the same brands of like Amazon and stuff because their prices are high. They're not really cheap. So I'm just trying to say it's like when you're even choosing to make this for your business or whichever way you want to go, don't necessarily think that like, oh, it's because I'm going to make more money if I do the Amazon way. Not necessarily. You'll be making money in either way. You just have to stick to one. Not to say like, uh, like get rid of the other. But the other one is not going to be your priority. Like with Amazon, their first priority is like get your package in the door by tomorrow. That's their priority. Second one is like, mm, okay, quality. Third one, yeah, customer service because their customer service is not amazing, you know. But when versus when you go to LVMH or any of these designer stores, it's like customer service is like something so high that they're really, really focusing on because it's luxurious. Luxury is sometimes people think it's all about the quality. It's not necessarily all about the quality because like, let's be honest. What do you think that $500 worth shirt made of like gold, gold leaves? Like, no, it's not. It's probably made out of like very, very similar uh, fabric or the product that like that $10 shirt you bought from Uniqlo. It probably is. The difference is like, yeah, maybe the little stitching and like edge stuff. But other thing that adds up is like the part of the brand, that Gucci brand, that experience, that the box and the the little things that comes with it. Like those old things add up very quickly. It costs a lot of money, but that's also a whole part of the brand experience or customer's experience that they get. So that's why it costs so much money and that's why you can also make more money with it. So that's what I was trying to come at. It's like, I feel like, you know, you can definitely make money with either way. You just have to make sure which one you can, um, you know, prioritize uh, the most for your business. You can get the best out of it. All right, guys. So that was the episode for today. I hope you guys like this episode. If you do, please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Bye, guys.